this is Sarah. Hi, this is Allie. And this is John. And welcome to the Millennial Gap. Today, we're going to talk about board games. Yay! Board games from our childhoods, mostly, and then we'll talk a little about what kind of happening now with yeah. board games. To, to be honest, I might have a mild addiction for the board games, which might have started during the pandemic and got worse. No, no. No, no. This is going to be a tiny, tiny little thing because I've thought about with this <laughs> with you about this multiple times. That is true. It's, it's not good, you guys. I have too he's, many. He's had an addiction to board games since before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, started with D and D, but we're not excited about that. Okay, so I did some research, which is the research song. Okay, so we, we can go through a bunch, but kind of one thing I wanted to talk about before we really dive into this is like the 1990s board games versus board games in 2000, 2010 are like one of them's girl talk. Hey, you're gonna talk on a phone to a random to, to an imaginary man that you have the dream you have a dreamy date for versus like pandemic or I really don't think nowadays we can play the game pandemic in good conscience and feel okay about it. They still I really don't it. think we can play girl talk and have a good time. <laughs> also that I think well, I, being said I did play girl talk I want to say like seven years ago with my girlfriends and it is just as bad as I thought it would be. It <laughs> is, but so, it's so like... So diving into the 1990s board game, what the fuck was Girl Talk? Because I, as a man, I have no idea what the hell this game was. Oh, you evidently didn't have sisters because I used to force my brother to oh, play Girl Talk. Oh, I had only brothers and then a stepsister later down the line. Gotcha. And she's older than him. Very much so. Continue. But the object of Girl Talk, I, I'm drawing on some fuzzy memories, so Sarah, you might need to jump into the more recent ones. But the game was you had to find out who the boy you had a crush on was through phone calls. And then it was kind of like Clue almost, but dating? Dating. Clue. That sounds like it should be the new version of Clue when pandemic ends. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. And then to go along with that was Dream Phone. Which is, yeah, I, that's also on my list, but continue. What is yeah, Dream Phone? Yeah, but Dream Phone was... Isn't Dream Phone the one that... Is it the one you're at the mall? a picture of Chris Evans on... <laughs> I'm sorry, what now? I feel like there was, a, there was a Chris Evans thing. I feel like he was one of the the like cards that, that you is get. hysterical i yeah i'm pretty sure oh. and it's very similar like you're trying to get get your dream date i found so i so, found so the... sarah was right he played tyler yeah. the surfer yeah no way yeah. yeah hold on i'm gonna send this to the group chat oh. yeah this is this is amazing basically he's surfer tyler so i pulled up some of the photos of the dream phone of like the boyfriends i guess you can buy them now on ebay or something yeah. why does every one of them look like a dad i mean that's they the, that was are. the 90s <laughs> but it's it's like, one of them's wearing a suit in the photo that I found. I'm very confused by this. I do not re really remember Dream Phone. Wasn't there one where you were also at a mall? Am I making that up? Is that a thing? Probably. So, the thing I think but, but, the but difference Ali, between Dream Phone... Tyler, the, the surfer. I love it. The difference between Dream Phone and... And Girl Talk. <laughs> and Girl Talk was that Girl Talk was kind of almost like a truth or dare. Okay. And Dream Phone was like, let's get these boys. I remember... But, but I, is it yeah. both of them, let's get these boys? I mean, there is the, like, oh, if you do these truths or you do these dares, I think it's that you can get one of the boys. But and it then you, might not be. I think it might just be a truth or dare game. Okay. Maybe. If, I remember, too, at one point, like, if something bad happened, you got pimples and you had these little stickers that you used to put yeah, all over your face. More, yeah, it's I, weird. I have a weird idea of, like, I remember this, but I think I saw a BuzzFeed video about this. Because this seems like the most mind fuck of a game. Like, you did wrong. You have a pimple now. You have... 
an imperfection on your body. Oh, I got it. Okay, so I found I found the Wikipedia page for it. It said, okay. the game comes with an opaque spinner with a hole in it and multiple exchangeable cardboard circles which can be placed into the spinner. The spinner would land on either a question or a dare. Each action or question is worth a certain number of points. If a player does not perform the action or answer a question, they must wear a zit sticker for the rest of the game. Players may use their points to buy one of four kinds of fortune cards. The first to collect one of all four types is the winner. Truth or dare. Yeah. Okay. With consequences. This and, also and sounds Dream like Phone, pursuit, but dating. Dream, Dream Phone literally had a phone. Yeah. And you could talk got to the a phone voice. Call and there was like clues that the guy would give you, and you'd have to like go based off the like pictures of the guys and be able to be like, you know what? It's Tony. It's Clue, Tony, but with Truth or Dare. My dream date on my Dream Phone. But, but the question is, is it? Hey. Hey, yo, this is Tony. No, no. No, it just imagine, like, Tony, the, the terrible, that? crackly audio that you would expect from oh, the 90s, where it's like, yeah, And the phones were those brick phones that we all talked, we talked about, about in the a, previous, a, a, a previous episode. episode. Yeah. Please listen. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's one of them. But I feel like a lot of 1990s games, like, there's one game that I looked up called Don't Wake Up Dad. Don't Wake Daddy. But, don't wake daddy, which I feel like is just a life lesson for being a kid. Don't wake up with your dad, or you'll or you'll you'll have to hit the alarm a certain amount of times until he shoots out of bed and screams. I feel like that would not hold up. To go off of a different tangent, I just unlocked a very specific memory when we were talking okay. about this. So when my siblings and I used to go to our grandmother's house, she, it was super, super old school. So the running joke we have in our family is that every time you go to Uruguay, it's 20 years in the past. So if you went there now, it's the early 2000s. That sounds amazing, but continue. So us being there in the 90s, it was effectively the 1970s. Like there really wasn't a TV, you know, you couldn't do anything. So there was this board game we used to play, which is just called Hamburger. And we played this game for hours and so the whole object of the game was you kind of went around the board and you had to get the ingredients to make a hamburger first i used to play this with adam all the damn time and for some reason i could never get the fucking onions to make the hamburger and i kind of tried to cheat with him being like i don't like onions on my burger so i don't need to put it on my hamburger yeah, exactly. But it was, like I said, it unlocks such a specific memory once we started talking about board games of us just attempting to play. And as we have discussed with Adam, he had some anger issues as a child. So anytime he did not win hamburger, the board went everywhere. So the list that you put together, John, is yes. a lot of these games like have just been updated in the, but there are some that I think are similar again, but one was like my time frame. And I think one was either yours, John, or yours, Ali. And I think okay. the Don't Break the Ice was definitely from my I remember Don't childhood. Break the Ice vividly yeah. i remember but you're also a year younger than me don't break the ice was a thing for me too like we i remember being in school and having that game when you had to save the little penguins so no wait it wasn't the penguins for me it was i remember like i remember specifically it was like don't break the ice and like having to specifically set up the ice like the pieces to make sure they don't fall immediately when you're setting up the entire thing but if you hit it a bit too hard was it was it penguins or was it, it was a polar penguins. bear? Or was it penguins? Actually, well, the well, it really depends because they had this is a, an oldest shit game. This it game is. is from the fucking seventies. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of these board games, I'm not surprised that they were conceived of in the seventies. It kind of goes back to like when we were talking about how when in the nineties when they made Leprechaun, everyone was just on a ton of cocaine and was like, "This yeah. is a great idea for a movie." But I imagine in the nineteen seventies, they were like, "You know what? We need to give kids." 
after we do LSD, a game where you murder penguins. And so in this case, in the 70s and probably my time frame, it's people. <laughs> yeah. They're like little figures of people that are like trying to get across the board. And uh-oh. And uh-oh. I just cracked break it. the eyes. So, what is the difference between Don't Break the Ice and Thin Ice? So Thin Ice and Don't Break the Ice is that there's a very thin margin between the differences. No pun intended. Which is literally Thin Ice versus Don't Break the Ice. Don't Break the Ice uses plastic cubes. Thin Ice is literally, and you can look this up, a peach, a piece of fabric you have to like essentially skirt across. It looks eerily like a diaphragm and I kind of hate it. Oh, I don't oh, like this at all. But Thin Ice... Is literally oh, and there's like little balls. Yeah, you have to get like tiny balls. Like, do you have? No, any... I think what it is is you have to put a certain number of your colored balls up top, and whoever breaks it loses. Yeah, gotcha. But then like there's there's like three different colors. I mean, like they're green, blue, and yellow. It, it kind of looks like something that Allie would use for stitching. But like the, yeah. the entire premise of the game, from what I remember, was just terrible. But one <laughs> game that also was like either it was it was definitely created by parents is Mr. Bucket. Because the premise of that game was put the- to put things in a bucket. And that's it. Whoever puts things in the quickest, you win. That's it. Done. Feel, that feels like something we're trying to teach Jack to do. <laughs> we definitely are. Unfortunately, it's not Please a Please put it's your just- toys in the bucket. Yesterday, yesterday he took, we had bubble wrap in a box and he kept taking the bubble wrap out. And he'd put one back in and then immediately take it back out. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so talking about stressors w- w- with Miss, with with Mr. Burger, with Allie, the one game, the, the one game that caused me the most stress, and this is on the list, is Mousetrap, because that game was so sensitive that if you didn't set up rightly, the child would immediately fall, and that would be the end of the game. So I get that. I do raise you. I I don't know if this was. I raise you more stress. I raise you even more stress in board games, which is I don't know if we had this on the list of board games that we were talking about previously, and I could not for the life of me remember it. But the object of the game was you had these little tiny shapes, and you had to match the shapes in the holes before time ran out, or it exploded at you. I know you're talking about. Hold on, let me look it up. Of course. Okay, so first of all, I had to look up Mousetrap because I don't think I ever played this. Really? I didn't. Yeah, it's not. It was either just not my, you know, it might have come out right after. It's called Perfection. Which, like, if that's not the most millennial shit you've ever heard, like... (laughs) For real. (laughs) We're all anxious because we can't achieve perfection. (laughs) It was that, and um, Operation Operation. used to really stress me out as a kid. If for no other reason, I hated the noise. You got it wrong. This guy's dead again. And I said this before, like, most of these games that I have on this list are very much fantasy-based, like Candyland, Shoots and Ladders, which never made a, a single piece of sense to me. You can cheat so quickly by getting the right shoot or ladder to bring you to the end of it. That's but not the cheating. That's the premise. You're supposed yeah, to try and get to, to the top. Yeah, you had to do your good deeds, and then the bad deeds, like, you went down. Maybe this was and just I the... Think, <laughs> I literally think all these games are made by parents. You did a bad deed, go back up to the top. You can't face the Of course they're made by parents. Who the hell else would make this... Yeah. I mean, nowadays there's a bunch Honestly, of like. Honestly, a lot games. of these games, though, are just like a lot of these games are still in play. Like, yeah. the True. list you have here are like Clue and Monopoly and Sorry and yeah. The Game of Life. Like, all of these are, are still being used because they work. Did I tell you I almost broke up with a boyfriend one time over a game of Monopoly? Please indulge us in the story. That's, 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 that's the whole story. It was We were playing Monopoly and he was losing and I was doing well and then he, he bought a hotel somewhere and took all my money and I really, it was very close in front of our, like a group of friends that we were with 
it to be like, fuck you, I'm done. Like, I'm not dating you anymore. You took all my fucking money. That actually reminds me of a video I saw, which is the weirdest video ever. This girl takes her, I mean, now ex-boyfriend on a roller coaster. Oh, to break up with him. And no, no, not to break up with him. But like, the guy does not like roller coasters at all. You can see like the stress, the stress. And he's like, I'm done, I'm done. I want to break up, I want to break up. And she's like, wait, what? What are you saying? Devastating, but then, so funny. Like, both like their faces, like, what the fuck just happened? It's like, no, yeah, I want to break up with you. Like, you, you, you've been trying to make make me do these things, and I don't like them, and you don't like them, and I hate that you keep forcing me to do these things. But we're done. <laughs> oh my god, going to modern board games? Ish, modern ish. Yeah. I mean, by modern, I literally looked up like 2010 to 2020s, the 2000s, which didn't really have much, and the 2010s had more. But as Sarah was saying, like, there are a lot of games that are kind of either Monopoly, but not Monopoly Bob's Burgers or Monopoly Game of Thrones or whatever. They have Clue, but it's the, not the Great Gatsby, that other British show that everyone loved to watch with. Oh, um, Downton Abbey? It was a Downton Abbey Clue. Great Gatsby! <laughs> <laughs> the Great Gatsby Clue, that would be amazing. The Great Gatsby is an American novel. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's fine. (laughs) But like most of these games are a lot more intense or more like we're going to fuck with you. For example, like there's a game called, and I looked this up before because I wanted to buy it, called Throw the Burrito. It's dodgeball, but with a tiny inflatable burrito. It's a game where you just wake up and you choose violence. Exactly. Hot potato. It's hot potato, but more violent. Violent hot potato. (laughs) A lot of the games that are, they're just more extensive. So like all of the games from our childhood are like, you know, hit this piece of ice and hopefully you don't make the person fall through but these are the other ones that you have on this list are things like settlers of Catan, where you have to do so much thinking to get you where you go i don't i don't know why you like this game i don't i don't like it's, it either but no, it's, but, it's fun but i think it falls so i hate it for the longest time i was like i don't fucking get this game but now i like it i'm like oh god i'm ben wyatt which i'm fine with as long as you're not playing the cones of dunshire i think you're fine but so sarah oh brought gosh. it up that she wanted to get that game i, I said i would rather that than whatever the hell else that they had out there though they have a leslie nope for president game. Yeah. And I was like, I'd rather the Cones of Dunshire. <laughs> Leslie, no, for president is just girl talk, but for a modern. <laughs> That would be amazing if true. But I'm realizing maybe now the games in a weird way are almost a reflection of the games that we used to play as kids. So Settlers of Catan, I mean, obviously it's different, but in a weird way, it reminds me of Brisk in the sense of complex strategic initiatives or in a weird sort of way, you know, as Sarah pointed out, throw the burrito is basically just hot potato. So it's, it's kind of like what we talked about previously with regards to various forms of media, which is that you have have an original version it just gets expanded upon and slightly altered as mm-hmm. time goes on just like apples to apples is like the cards, cards against, against humanity, humanity. version of cards against humanity there's all kinds of iterations of it and the gap that we're seeing is like when we were kids it was simpler it and was it, more innocent it was more you know we just need it, to go on tiktok and talk about think, how our generation's better <laughs> so the thing i think it is is that like when we were that. when we were kids playing these games we needed something that we could focus on that wasn't super hard to understand and now they're making games that are meant for adults not necessarily just children and therefore things have a lot more substance there's one game and i don't know why this is thing but there's two bridges in monopoly now that i found out recently called monopoly the ultimate banking edition which is <laughs> comes with a fucking credit card and a credit card reader. <laughs> Monopoly. Monopoly extreme capitalism. Basically. And then right under that is Monopoly Cheaters Edition. Oh, God. Okay. By, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, then there's also 
Clue, Liar's Edition, where he's like, I think it's this person, and I know I'm wrong, but I'm gonna tell you why I'm right. It's like, hey, we're gonna spin this entire idea of the game on its fucking head, because why not? I and guess like, there's no original ideas anymore. I guess, like, they're like, oh, wait, we have no ideas, we're just gonna do what people do when they were younger, just lie their fucking faces off. We're gonna or, take these books and make them into movies, we're gonna uh, redo movies from the 80s and make yeah. them less problematic. So, so something that Sarah brought up, <laughs> more, this is kind of on top of more problematic, yes. I found out that Jason Bateman is now directing the new Ryan Reynolds Clue movie. He's making a Clue movie? Yeah. I don't I mean, know why you need to remake the Clue movie. The I mean, it was great. fun, but like, yeah. why? Our friends and I are going to do a Zoom-based LARPing Clue next week, which I'm kind of excited by. You got to come like, up with the premise. <laughs> I know it's going to literally just be, we're going to use the card and go from there. But like, that's creative at least, but like, it's the same game over and over and over. So do we think, I guess, in terms of the, the generational aspect of how it's going to change, that that's how games eventually are going to move as it become it's going to more of a digital format like the three of us we've played jack-in-the-box games i've played yeah. a bunch of jack-in-the-box games with friends and we now during quarantine but even still before like we played it a lot i mean i, I definitely think quarantine has brought out a lot of games like there's one game that i play and I, sarah and i played before called villainous which i enjoy a lot but the premise of it is you're playing as a disney villain but what they sell you it besides that is on the art of the game the game itself is it's not i'm not gonna say it's gorgeous but it's a very good looking game the pieces look really well made they're not just like tiny pieces but like a lot of these games like for example even secret hitler which i have on my shelf haven't played it yet the pieces are made of wood like holy shit well, it's it's the craftsmanship that's ultimately increased exactly, yeah, quite a bit. It, just because you are now catering to an adult audience, you can't just yeah, have definitely. a bucket where you put plastic balls in it. The thing I think of the the generational gap is from when we were kids to now is that they're no longer catering board games to kids anymore. They're doing you know other kinds of things towards children, definitely. video games, and the like. I mean, everything like that. Or so, in some cases, yeah. like we're seeing for smaller kids, a lot of Montessori based games which is like building your brain up rather than playing something that's mind numbing like shoots and ladders or it's like they just re-theme I mean there's this the, the gap we're talking about that my own gap for the title of the podcast hey. but essentially it's the they re-theme everything to appease the younger generation or the, the millennials. Right. Or I have a feeling. I have a feeling if we went into, I'm gonna say a Target because that's where we find games. I just, I, I, I had a memory. I had a memory, so I just need to pull it up. But please continue the Target story. I, so. If you walk into a Target, I'm sure you're going to find a lot of these games, but geared to children in Mickey Mouse on it or Frozen or things like that, just so that it kind of gets their their brains into it. I can't seem to find so it. So before I, before I interrupt Allie, which I'm sorry about that, That's there, right. there was a Monopoly Junior, which was like Moana and Disney and Frozen and everything like that, which I mean, that's great, but at the same time. But that's the gap between the now and our generation, the millennials, because when we were kids, it was just the original. But I mean, there was Although I think my parents here. had like the New York version. Oh my god! So before Ali talks, I'm sorry about this, Ali. <laughs> I need to find I need to find this photo. So please okay. continue. Okay. Then we have time to talk. When my parents, my parents and I were in Italy, we we're like, we need Monopoly because Monopoly for my family was like the game to get. Like we had arguments, we got drunk, we had fights, and everything like that. We found Ferrari Monopoly, which. Unfortunately, good to know. The good thing we already knew how to play, how to play Monopoly because all of the instructions were 
It's gone. Italian. <laughs> okay, so it's not it's not coming up, which is mildly devastating to me. Oh, no. But what I was trying to find to show you all was I there is they just recently opened a Target near me, and I was very very excited about it. And I went in there. <laughs> I'm, look, we don't have we don't have big chain stores up on uh, where I live, but I went there a couple months ago, and I kid you not, I laughed for about two minutes in the board game aisle because there is a board game of Kenny G, the saxophone player. I could not tell you what the game is about, but I almost, I was very close to buying it. I will look it up later for you and tell you about what it's about. There's so many different games now. Like the one thing during the pandemic is that they've now made escape the room. They've they, they they've taken this idea of like experiences escape room in a board game. Like there is a couple of versions that we've tried. We've tried a newer version which I hate. It's like the clues in a card, but the cards in a pile. And you have to go through the pile to find the clue, but the clue might not be correct. But I, I think honestly, overall, like there is this gap between. The innocence of when we were children of like, let's play Hungry Hungry Hippos and have hippos eat these pearls because they're hungry. That was it. That was the game. Versus like Ticket to Ride where literally the point of the game is to get your train from point A to point B and make it the longest track possible. Or Shells of Contain, which is gain the most resources. Or like, you know, throw the burrito where you have to throw the burrito at someone. Uh, or Cards Against Mandy where you want to make people laugh. I, I think there's a lot of differences between board games nowadays and I'm excited to see where they go. I think this probably deserves another vi- uh, another topic <laughs> that we cover at a later date. <laughs> We'd really love to hear your feedback. Please let us know if there's some board games we missed. Things from your childhood as a millennial or whatever generation you're from that kind of influenced your life. You can email us at themillennialgappod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at themillennialgap. And as always, mind mind the the gap. gap. Maybe? Yes. I have no idea. (laughs) 